Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Selena was the opening act, and she was just, I mean, just everything that you imagine that she's going to be. Just the the star power, the magnetism, the charisma, the talent, everything is is just there times a thousand, but also just so nice. So nice and just down to earth and just like a friend, like so cool. It was, right. I mean, it's just a huge honor that I got to do that project. Welcome to Latinas Take the Lead. You just heard Mexican-American filmmaker Jeanette Godoy talking about an experience she had while working with Selena. Yes, the Selena. Jeanette has been working in the TV and film industry for over three decades. But before we dive into what it was like to work with the Queen of Tejano Music, we will talk about another project she worked on that is also sketched in the memories of music history. Today's guest is Jeanette Godoy. She is a Mexican-American filmmaker and choreographer and creative all around. Thank you so much for being here, Jeanette. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I'm excited to talk to you. It's always amazing to find other Latinas that are in the industry because we're we're so rare, right? <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been doing it. I've been in the business for about 30 years now. And yes, I'm, it's so exciting to see more of us popping up here and there. But I mean, there were many, many years where not only were there very few women on set, but definitely no Latinas. So it, it's very exciting that we're, you know, we're making strides finally. And the topic is Latinas taking the lead behind the lens. And we know why it's so important. But I, I do have to ask you about the thing that you are most widely known for? I mean, this is kind of an <laughs> awkward segue, but you knew it was coming. You're uh, most widely known for having choreographed the iconic music video for Baby Got Back by Sir mix <laughs> So how the heck did that happen? And how old were you when you got hired to choreograph that video? I, you know, I was in my 
early 20s when I when I got that opportunity I had choreographed another music video for actually a, a house music artist who was very famous at the time his name was Frankie Knuckles and the producer from that video brought me in to meet with the director for Baby Got Back and I just thought the song was hilarious The song was hilarious, but it was also iconic and, in my opinion, groundbreaking and lots and lots of fun, especially if you were a teenager in the 80s. Take a listen on how some women of my generation connected so much with Baby Got Back. Tell me what year you were born. 1984. Did you ever hear the song Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot? Yes, I have. When you hear that, what's the first thing that comes to mind, like right off the top of your head? Just friends dancing around and just enjoying life. Did you know that a Mexican-American choreographed that video? My gosh. Well, that makes sense. That's why I feel like dancing. (laughs) Because as a Latino, it's like we just hear someone like uh, working on something, making noise, and you already want to start dancing. But that one in specific just like literally make you move your your hips and that make totally sense now. Awesome. What year were you born? 1977. Oh, woof. you're my generation. So you probably heard when you were in high school the song Baby Got Back. Yes, I did. Did you know a Latina choreographed that music video? Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> How do you feel knowing that there was a Mexican American behind the camera choreographing such an iconic video? That's awesome. I had no idea that that was a fact. You know, I think many times there's Latinos involved in the background and we just don't find out about it and that's not good. I think we need to know that Latinos are doing these things because that way, you know, children can look up to that and maybe continue that legacy. We got the moves, right? Now, baby, let's get back to our guest. I loved that it was glorifying another point of view, albeit, you know, still, you know, the female body. But but it was interesting because when we had the auditions for the dancers for the music video, you know, the dancers that came in, you know, it was all, uh, you know, all, all black girls and they loved it. They were so about this song that was celebrating them and their body types and they were they were so into it and so it ended up being like a very kind of empowering project. I know it sounds crazy to say that, but I mean, I think women can take ownership of their sexuality and their bodies and I loved that the song was portraying something other than that really thin, perfectly, you know, white girl body that a lot of us women of color, we're not that, you know. Trust me, when my dad saw the video for the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh, what was his reaction? And and he's from Mexico directly yeah. or was yes, what my part father, of Mexico? My father's from Manzanillo. Manzanillo. So what yeah. did he say? And, and I'm surprised you actually showed it to him. Well, yeah, <laughs> he was. So his reaction was, you know, shock. I mean, my dad was pretty conservative, too. So as you can imagine, um, and he said, Mija, all the years of ballet training, I don't understand. And I go, dad, I, first of all, I have the funk. Like I've always had the funk, like even though Mm -hmm. I was a ballerina. Um, And secondly, like you have to do what the song requires, you know, you have, you get hired onto these projects and you sort of go with the concept, obviously that had been written by the director and had been approved by Sir Mix-a-Lot. And yeah, it was, I have to say it was a blast doing that video. Sir Mix-a-Lot was Mm -hmm. super cool 
He introduced me to tons of people in the record business, and I got tons of work off of that video. I mean, it really Mm -hmm. launched my choreography career into another level. And I agree with you that it is a music video that embrace your curves, embrace your ethnicity, Mm -hmm. embrace what God gave you. Was there anything funny that happened at the Baby Got Back in uh, video? <laughs> well, the, cra- the really the craziest thing was the first day that I met Sir Mix-a-Lot was on a rehearsal day and all the whole set was there. And that morning, one of my contact lenses tore. Okay. And so I couldn't wear my contact lenses that day. So I had to wear my glasses and I have really bad vision. So I have like Coke bottle glasses. Okay. <laughs> They're not cute. And so I... I show up on set and Sir Mix-a-Lot is walking up with his whole posse. And here it comes, you know, little Jeanette Godoy with her big Coke bottle nerdy glasses. And I was really embarrassed. And he just looked at me. They all looked at me like, okay, what? She's the choreographer. How is that? Like, what, what can this be? Right. Obviously judging, judging the book by her glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I started doing the choreography. I started showing them the, with the dancers, the choreography. And his name is Anthony. And Anthony was like, you got the moves like Paul Abdul. You know, he was like, all right, I see you. Like, it was funny because I came up lurking like this total nerd. <laughs> that is hilarious. You said something earlier that your dad said all those years of ballet, etc. Is that how you first started? And And it's kind of interesting because ballet is not that common in our community at all. Like we do folklorico dancing, right? right? We do those kinds of things. Um, But how did you get like inspired to go into ballet or exposed to ballet? You know, um, I, I was kind of a little tomboyish when I was a little kid. Um, And I, um, but I always loved to dance. I mean, I was a dancer from the minute, you know, I could walk and So a friend of mine that I went to school with, elementary school, she took ballet classes and, you know, she was telling me about it and she would show me things and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but I, you know, I just begged my parents, could I please try this? Because I I never really was like a sporty spice type of person. Um, Like I, I wasn't into sports, but I loved to dance and there wasn't, uh, any folklorico groups near where I lived in Riverside. And they were there for sure, but not sort of in my like walking distance. Cause Mm -hmm. I was one of those kids that, you know, walked everywhere. (laughs) Like (laughs) we just walked to school, walked to ballet, walked home. Um, and the ballet studio was kind of in the middle between my elementary school and my home. So my parents said, okay, you know, let's, let's try this and see if you like it. Um, there probably aren't going to be, you know, any little Latina kids in there, but let's just see how you feel. And I loved it. Like I fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it went. And I, I did it all through up through high school. I mean, I really wanted to be a professional ballet dancer. That was my dream, but one, I, I really wasn't good enough. And then also, I mean, my father was just adamantly against me pursuing a dance career. Wow. And then you slapped him back with baby got back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I worked at a law firm while I went to school at UCLA and Mm -hmm. that was really what my dad wanted me to do. He wanted me to become a lawyer and I'm the first child born in the U S in my family. So it was a big deal to him that I, you know, I, the American dream and something professional and that kind of thing. 
which I completely understand, especially now as a parent. And the lawyers, though, the lawyers at this big law firm that I worked at, they kept saying, you know, if this is not your passion, you you shouldn't do it. Like, you got to follow your passion. And if your passion is becoming a dancer, you should pursue right. that while you're young. But see, that also kind of ties into media and stereotypes, et cetera. So like when we're young and we don't see ourselves as dancers, mm-hmm. we don't see people that look like us that are dancers or, or doctors or lawyers, um, then we may think that's not for us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why media is so important. So we could show our community that we can be choreographers. And I think JLo was probably someone that broke that barrier for a lot of Latinas. I mean, I think Paula Abdul was the first choreographer that I saw that was not white, you know, or not a male. (laughs) Um, Debbie Allen obviously is a choreographer who was infamous and I auditioned for her so many times and never got those jobs. And they were the most harsh and brutal auditions known to mankind, but (laughs) she was just such a, you know, such a queen of, of choreography. Um, but I did, I did started assisting a woman who danced with Paula Abdul for a long time. And she brought me on as a choreography assistant. And I sort of started learning from her and doing jobs with her. And honestly, I had always been a choreographer sort of my whole life. So even in elementary school, people would come to me and go, Hey, we want to do this skate routine for our talent show. Like, would you, can you make it up for us? Like we, I didn't, we didn't know that was called choreography at the time. Can you make mm-hmm. up my routine for the play? Like I would always make up all the dance for the school plays. Then I was on dance team when I was in middle school and I was the captain. So that meant I made up all the dance routines and then same thing in high school. So I, I had already been doing it my whole life. Even when I was at UCLA, one of my Mm -hmm. best friends was trying out to be a UCLA cheerleader, which, you know, is like a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And I choreographed her audition routine. So I had already been doing it. And I knew that it was a space I felt, um, like myself in, you know, I felt, okay, I can do this. Um, I wasn't the greatest at dance jobs. I have to be honest with you. Like I love to dance. It's my favorite thing in the world, but the auditioning was so hard and so Mm. brutal that I just was like, I felt so dejected all the time and it's just so competitive. And, um, I just thought, you know what, I want to pursue this choreography thing. Like, I think this is the space I feel comfortable in. Um, So I did. I just, I started putting the word out there. I did a bunch of free jobs, you know, new bands that were getting started that, you know, were doing some music video. I would choreograph it for free, um, meet with producers, you know, oh, we only have a couple hundred dollars. Will you do the choreography? And like, that's what I would do so I could build my choreography reel. But you definitely have been around a lot of star power Yes. And you also choreographed at the Hano Music Awards starring Selena. I know. Amazing, right? So how was that? That was so exciting. I mean, I had been making some headway into the Latin market, which was super important to me. I wanted to, I mean, I love Latin music. So I had been working with a few different Latino artists and then 
I was also a judge on Star Search, if that makes any crazy sense to you. <laughs> yes, of course. Star Search. I loved it. Didn't Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all of them start there? Yeah, a lot of them did. A lot. Mm-hmm. So just so many stars, you know, came from Star Search. Pretty wild. Um, but those, so I had, I was a judge on Star Search for several episodes and they were um, somehow involved with the producers of the Tejano Music Awards and they uh, recommended me to those producers to go to San Antonio and choreograph the show. So it was actually one of the best experiences of my life. First of all, I love San Antonio. I mean, the people, I I had never been in a space where the Spanglish was so, uh, just every day, like either Mm -hmm. my family are either speaking Spanish or speaking English. Right. Right. But in San Antonio, it's just like this mix of it all. And I, I thought that was so exciting. I was like, okay, we're here and we're in both worlds. Like, and it's all happening simultaneously. I love this. Um, but then, you know, learning about the Hano music and, and, uh, getting to do that show with, Pete Astudillo, who was still working with Selena at the time. And then Selena was the opening act. And she was just, I mean, just everything that you imagine that she's going to be just the, the star power, the magnetism, the charisma, the talent, everything is, is just there times a thousand, but also just so nice, so nice and just down to earth and just like a friend, like so cool. It was, I mean, it's just a huge honor that I got to do that project. So you got to talk to her, in essence, kind of choreograph her as well. Uh-huh. Like, I, and what give her basically what you were giving her directions on what where to stand on the stage or what yes. kind of choreography did you do? Yeah, because for the opening montage of the Tejano Music Awards, it was a montage of s- several different artists, and then Selena was the the third artist to come out and just, you know basically like explode the show open. So there was choreography, there was dancing. I actually danced in it myself. Um, and we danced with a couple different artists. And then, you know, it was the blocking of at this specific time when Selena's song in the medley came on, she would come to the front of the stage, sing her bit. Like I would, you know, it was mostly blocking for her because she was singing Como La Flor. And then, she, but she was doing it in the, in the ballad version. So there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of choreography around that, but she was wonderful to work with. You're one of the few that really got to meet her before mm-hmm. her unfortunate passing, but we have to keep moving the needle forward <laughs> yeah. um, with their legacy as part of that history that we take on to the next generation. And you're doing that with amazing grace and professionalism and everything that you're doing because you are, did, I'm not sure if you completely left choreography aside, but now you're, you're directing TV and film, right? Yes. We'll be right back. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. 
Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K N I X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K N I X.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Now, back to the show. There's a statistic that says that Latinos, even though we're more than 18% of the population, we only are about 5.3% of the share of broadcast TV roles. This, according to the 2020 UCLA Hollywood Diversity Report, and big screen representation is similarly bleak. It states that Latinos accounted for only 4.6% of movie roles in 2019, according to the same report. What do you think that... Why is that happening? I think it's a variety of things. I mean, I think it's access, right? I think there there was nothing in my family's worldview of for me to go into the entertainment business. I mean, that we just we had no connection whatsoever. I had no idea how to do it. No one in my family knew how to do it. You know, as I said, my father was worried that I wouldn't be able to make a living. Um, we come with this, you know, my father being an immigrant comes to this country with the mentality, like we have to succeed. We need to do the jobs that succeed. So I don't think those jobs are ones that, as you mentioned earlier, are ones that we look at in our, in our realm and go, okay, yeah, we, yes, I want my daughter to try to become a composer or an artist or, you know, an actress. I mean, it's, it's hard when you come like my family did, which is from nothing, from like abject poverty, you know? Um, so that's one thing. I mean, for many, many years on sets, I have been the only Latina on the set. I'm talking many, all many way, years. All the way oh. from like craft services up into Correct. the executive producer all across the board. Correct. I mean, wow. it's just, just not out there. Um, and, you know, and then of course of women. I mean, if you look at some of those studies, I feel like the, the, the UCLA study showed how I think three years ago, it was maybe four Latina directors had done a feature film in that year. Four. Well, thank you for changing those statistics. So you've choreographed a bunch of stuff, a bunch of music videos and commercials, etc. And now you directed your first feature film. We know that you've directed TV shows, correct? I direct. So last year I had a banner year. 
(laughs) (laughs) I directed my first episode of TV, which was the Garcias for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And then literally three months later, I was directing my first feature film. With the Latina lead is a romantic comedy called Diamond in the Rough. Uh, So Diamond in the Rough is a very fun uh, rom-com mature rom-com, by the way, it is rated R. Um, and it is, you know, they like to say it's, um, you know, happy Gilmore meets mean girls, you know, it's like mean girls at a country club where Ariana Alvarez, who is kind of in a messy, chaotic time of her life, doesn't really have a direction is forced to join her Theo Jorge's bougie country club to help her get her act together. When she gets there, she's not welcome. And, you know, it, it's not just because they're so they're, she's a Latina. It's because, you know, she's dressed wrong. She's, you know, she's coming not in the BMW and, and, you know, uh, it's a, it's a funny take on, you know, the, the fish out of water kind of idea that, you know, you don't belong here kind of thing. Um, it was just fun to do a, a story that has a Latina lead and has Theo Jorge in there and little aspects of our culture sprinkled throughout the movie. But it's just really about this Gen Z young woman's kind of messy, chaotic life and trying to find her way. And that's the thing I really loved about it. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been pitching on movies this year or last year. And, so, you know, some of them had Latino themes and some of them were great, but there were moments where I was like, you know, I would love to see the mom not be, you know, a cleaning lady. Is there any way we can change that character? And that's not to say that cleaning ladies aren't valid and important and all those things. But we see that so much. Can we make her, you know, can she be a teacher or can she be a business owner? I mean, so this was was fun for me was that it wasn't a stereotype. That was, you know, that was really great and fun. And plus, it's a comedy. So we could we could play on that a bit. I've heard that there is a lot more pressure for studios and for companies to hire more diverse creatives, right behind mm-hmm. the camera in front of the camera, etc. Does is that translating? Do you see that you are getting more opportunities because of this pressure? Or is it all is it all just talk? Well, I'm getting a lot of meetings. Am I? You know, are people willing to take the risk? Not yet. I mean, I'm, I am up for another movie, which is great. I'm very excited about it. I can't say what it is, but, um, and that's based off of this movie and how hard I worked on this movie and how hard I worked to elevate this indie movie to look like something amazing, right? Like that's what you have to do is you have to take every opportunity because there are so few of them and you have to really just elevate to the highest degree and just push the producers like, please, I need this location. Please, please, please. It's going to make our movie look amazing. So I think that the sentiment is there, but look, I just had a meeting a week ago with some executives at a, at a TV company and they've seen my episode of the Garcia's. They saw my movie. They know I've been in the industry for 30 years and I've done every kind of imaginable project. And they still say, well, but, you know, you probably should still shadow on some shows first before we can give you a shot to direct another episode. And it's like, okay, I understand the fear factor and any new show I would have an opportunity to direct, I would want to shadow anyway, because 
I don't know if you know what shadowing is, but it's just, it's when you go and you follow the director of another episode and see how they work. And I think that's great research. I think that's great prep. I would want to do that anyway on any opportunity I had. But to say, I still don't have the experience to just be hired on a TV episode like that is frustrating. And then you have to wonder, like, if I looked different, would they question my abilities? Well, you start to feel like some of the initiatives are performative, right? Like, it's great that they're all saying we want to do this. But in the end, you know, it is a lot of money that's on the line. It's, you know, it's time. It's you don't want to go into overtime. It's all so many different aspects of it. And so I understand the fear factor. um, But I'm I'm not seeing as many Latinas getting the opportunity to get in the door as I would hope at this point. Well, we just have to keep pushing forward. Okay. So if someone's listening to us right now and they want to break into the business, what is your advice? Well, I would say there are so many resources online that you could start with while you figure out what it is that you want to do. You know, do you want to um, be a writer? Do you want to be a director? Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to work in, be a grip, work in production design? And there are a lot of online, you know, um, websites that can help you. Like No Film School is one that's really terrific um, and talks about all different aspects of filmmaking. Um, If you're, you know, again, if you want to be a creative, the Sundance Collab um, is another online master classes kind of things that are free that you can, you know, get resources and, and just start to explore what, what area of the industry do you want to work in? Um, and then, you know, reach out to people, follow people on Instagram, let them know, Hey, if you have a project, I would love to help you, um, as a PA, um, as an assistant, um, could I read scripts? Like if you go on writer Twitter and you're interested in writing, you know, I would love to read people's scripts just to see, and people will share them with you. I mean, I have to say the creative community is really pretty collaborative and especially, I mean, I think the, the Latino, Latina creative community are really supportive of each other and try to help each other out. So, you know, reach out. I had a friend um, that I went to high school with. Her daughter is trying to figure out what she wants to do. Maybe she wants to be an editor. So I kind of said, you know, reach out to editing companies. Ask them if they need a receptionist, an assistant, someone to make coffee at first. Because that's how a lot of us have to get started in this business. And that's also the learning ground. That's where you watch and listen and see how people operate with each other and what your role would be. So you you have to really search out these different entities that can help you. And the good thing is, is that they're out there now. You know, Latino organizations like NALIP, um, you know, you can get involved with NALIP, you can go to their film festivals, and you can start hearing, um, you know, when people come in and talk about how they got into the industry, you can meet people that way. Women in Film is another organization. They have lots of panels and things like that. So there are ways to get connected much easier now than, than when I was younger, when we didn't have the internet. But it's, it's still tough. So it's still going to take a lot of legwork. I mean, I'm still doing the legwork. What is something you are reading, listening to, or using that you love or want to recommend? I, I am. I'll just say right now, I've been listening to an audiobook um, on on Audible, the the version of Anna Karenina, uh, you know, by Tolstoy, which was one of my favorite 
books as a young person, but it's, it's, um, it's narrated by Maggie Gyllenhaal and it's actually fantastic. It's so good and so well done. It just helps me focus on another aspect of storytelling and literature to just kind of let my creative mind expand out in another way. So that's what I've been listening to. What is a little known talent or passion you have? I'm very into plants. Mm. Um, and this has even happened before the pandemic. I've my, my abuelita has a green thumb. And when I tell you that her little house in Pomona is like a jungle and she grows every kind of fruit tree, chiles, tomates, like just everything. Every time you go over there, she's giving you something fresh. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've always loved plants and they remind me of her. And so I really love gardening. I really, really love gardening. And the name of this show is Latinas Take the Lead. How are you taking the lead in your life? Well, I am a mother of twin girls who are going to be seniors in college and two stepsons who are in their late 20s. And I am still pushing out there, pushing forward to bring our stories to light, you know, as a Latina director and writer and that's how I'm taking the lead. I am continuing to evolve as a creative woman. And I think that's important. We can still evolve no matter how old we are, no matter how long we've been in our industry, we can still move in another direction and be successful at that. So where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Godoy director. You can find me there. And then online on your website in case they want to hire you for their next big movie. Yes, please. Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> I'm Jeanette Godoy director.com. Well, Jeanette, I enjoyed talking to you so much. You're an inspiration and keep doing all these amazing projects. I can't wait to, to see more of your work. Thank you so much for having me. You're, you're an inspiration and I really appreciate you having me on your show. I'm honored. Thank you. Muchas gracias. And Latinas, let's keep taking the lead. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and give us a review. Tell your friends and comadres about our podcast and hope you join us next week. Latinas Take the Lead is executive produced by Hodston Reynoso Media Group, LLC, and hosted by me, Naiba Reynoso. Production assistant is Ana Sofia Monzon. Latinas Take the Lead is a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hasta la próxima. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.